come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Adrian. I'm your buddy. I'm, I'm your polter guide, Mac. So we watched the 2019 remake of Child's Play. Let's go around with Did You Like It, Did You Not Like It? I kind of thought I liked it, and the more I thought about it, I did not. All right. I was pretty meh about it, but Aubrey Plaza elevates everything she comes in contact with, and Mark Hamill also. And so with the addition of Aubrey Plaza and Mark Hamill, I'll go with yeah. All right. It has been a long time since I liked a Child's Play movie. I might even say that I don't particularly like the very first one. Um, It's just never really been my jam. Yeah. So I liked this one a lot more than I expected to, but I expected to be like in the negative pretty hard. So I'm actually a little bit in the positive. All right. We expect you to be in the negative too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a good default position. Yeah. I like parts of it. Everything I liked, I thought, oh, you could have done more with that. Like the gore was good, but why not? do more. They, they cut away yeah. at moments where I was like, no, we were just getting to the brains. <laughs> right. Right. Um, longer sequences of gore, more gore, if it was going to be just a big, gooey gore fest. Mark Hamill's good. He's so good. Aubrey Plaza's good, but I don't know if she might, she might be miscast. Throwing that out there. I liked her being able to do something besides playing my sister. Basically, <laughs> I like seeing her do something with a little bit more emotion, and I thought she did a good job as like the sex pot single mom, not quite Meg Tilly. Uh, I liked it. I'm kind of like you, Adrian. I didn't have a lot of, I mean, nostalgia for the original. Like I saw it, and it's like, yeah, all right. But I had fun with this. It was just a, a gory delight to me. Like I just, <laughs> I had fun with it. And it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I feel like if I hadn't been seeing a midnight showing. With a day full of bullshit, yeah, I probably would have been a lot more like, yeah, like this is fun. As it was, like about an hour in, I was like, man, I'm really tired. <laughs> I want to go home, but I don't think that's the movie's fault. Okay, well, those of you who do not know what this remake is about, because it's just a modern Furby nightmare, <laughs> is what it is. Well, I, I just don't understand. How the Toy Story series could end like this. <laughs> it was a bold move for Pixar. It's it was possible bold... I may have walked into the wrong theater. <laughs> Sid. Sid's toys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bold move. Also, it appears someone stole my spec script for Short Circuit 3 and just ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> Our good, good buddies at IMDb are going to disagree with you both. And they're going to tell you that a mother gives her 13-year-old son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. That's a weird... Like, that implies that she gave him Annabelle or something? Yeah. That implies they just copied and pasted from the original. I guess so. But except I still have a problem with it because it implies that there is a way for her to have known about its sinister nature. But this is a mass-produced fucking doll. Yeah, she had no idea. Yeah, like, there's there's nothing you could know. Except, I guess, 
The person returned it. The eyes were red, and, and the person returning it was like, something's wrong with it. Something's wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I just have, I have questions all of a sudden that I hadn't <laughs> thought of before. Spoiler territory. That lady was really downplaying the issues that this doll must have had. Like, she was like, it's just not working. I don't know. It's eyes are red. I think there's just something wrong with it. <laughs> she was not being like, it's a fucking psychopath, and it killed my cat. <laughs> I haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay, but see, that's where I have my question. Because it imprinted on Andy like that. Like, that was step two of this process. So, did it not imprint on anybody in her family? I don't think it did, because I think Andy really did need a friend. She kind of looked like... Like a soccer mom, her kids are fine? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's a Lululemon mom, and everything's okay in her world. So, her child's doll has red eyes, and that's just not gonna do. I guess when they booted it up and the eyes and it gets all glitchy and stuff, she, they might have just immediately been like, nope, this one's broken. I can see that. So do we want to talk about our movie theater experience? Yeah, let's talk about our movie theater experience. I did not know we were going, my husband and I were going to go see this because we saw it opening weekend. We uh, were going to Oklahoma City to see Weird Al in concert, which it was fantastic. I knew we were going to the movies, but I really wasn't paying attention while we were getting our popcorn and stuff. And then it wasn't until we sat down. <laughs> I really wasn't. It wasn't until we sat down and the trailers are starting. I'm like, this is not a Toy Story before a Toy Story film. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. I mean, it, it is. This is a story about a toy. It is, but not that Toy Story. <laughs> but the people in my theater were fantastic, especially the friends sitting next to me. Like, they were fully invested, jumping, and like, no, don't mess with that doll. Like, it was fantastic. And I loved every second of it. I was in a theater. I went to a midnight showing. And I was in a theater with a literal child. Oh, were you at AMC? Uh, no, I was oh, at no Cinemark. So, and I know I was in a theater with a literal child because when the trailer for it happens, like, I guess this kid, like, this kid was great through the movie, but he was not fucking there for the it trailer. And it started, and he was, I shit you not, weeping in terror. (laughs) No. And I was like, oh man, dude, you brought your kid to a midnight showing of a horror movie. I cannot sit here and listen to your child cry through this. But he was fine for the rest of it. Just that It trailer was too much for him. Yeah, the ladies next to me commented about the It trailer in mind. They're like, she is bare ass naked. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It was great. That was the first time I think I saw it in on a big screen. The, oh. the It trailer. Same. Thinking. I was more affected by it again. What about you? How would you describe your our theater experience? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I don't remember anything happening other than when we got up and left, I did notice there were two small children in the row in front of us. There were. And so I was like, oh, wonder how that'll go. <laughs> you know. Side note, I should note, I saw Child's Play twice. Yeah. Orion Pictures, thank you. Is that their logo, or did they go back to their old logo? Now, that's I think they were doing it for... No. Oh, they didn't? I looked a little Not bit for nostalgic purposes? No. Uh, Orion, big producer of movies in the 80s and into the early 90s. I mean, like, they, they, their last big win was Silence of the Lambs. But then they went bankrupt really famously, mm-hmm. and, like, RoboCop 3 was the last movie that they put out or something. They had a few other in the tank uh, before they went, and then they went gone for 10 or 15 years and then the property was bought by MGM in the last five or six years 
they've been putting it back on movies. But this is the first movie I think in 25 years I've seen with an Orion logo. Yeah, it's been at least that. Clifford was. I look at the, I look at the list of Orion releases. And I'm like, and then like big patch of what I didn't see. I'm like, Clifford was the last one I saw, and Child's Play is the first one I saw since then. Do you know how happy it makes me that you reference fucking Clifford? Clifford like, I'm like, oh, the big red dog. No, no. Martin Short is a ten year old child. <gasps> oh yeah, Donna, did you like this movie? <laughs> My movie theater experience was unremarkable. I think there was me and there was a mother and her tween kid. Tween, I'm fine with. Yeah. But like literal children. No. And they were not a problem. So I just sat there and ate way too much popcorn and watched a movie. That's almost mine. I was in the back row during a matinee. So I was able to take notes and not be bothered. But there were some people in front of me, but they didn't care what I was doing. Oh, I also made the choice to not take any notes during this film. I did not take any notes. I just sat and absorbed it. So let it happen to you. Just let it happen. I don't. I that's what I always do with theater movies because I just I I struggle to write in light. It's just not going to happen in the dark. One more addition on the Orion front. That is why there's a RoboCop cameo in the film. I knew that, and I was excited to hear the RoboCop cameo. And I think that was literally a track of Peter Weller from the original RoboCop. It did not sound like it was just some voice actor. No, it was definitely Peter Weller, but yeah. he could, I mean, he was probably free, so he could have just went in. He, have you seen the commercials of him being Colonel Sanders as RoboCop? It disturbs my fun, oh, but yes, I have. I love it so much. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of references, though, I, I read a tweet from Mark Hamill where he said that the Han Solo comment was in there before he was cast, so it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not a Star Wars Easter egg for yeah. Mike Hamill's benefit. It. Right, yeah. It just worked out well. I want to say something about Mark Hamill, by the way. Please normally, do. when I... Was a delight? Oh, well, of course he was a delight. But normally, when somebody I, that's famous and I really like, I know they did the voice, I'm constantly thinking, that's so-and-so. And I really love his voice acting, because I don't think there was a moment yeah. during the movie that I was like, oh, that's Mark Hamill. There was not an ounce of Luke in there, mm-hmm. and there was almost not an ounce of Joker. Anytime he laughed bit. sinister, he was like, "Yep, oh, there it is." It's just mm-hmm. a little, just yeah. a little, like a little, little taste, weak. Yeah. little weak. Yeah. So it was, it was some really fantastic voice acting. I agree. Agree as well. I didn't entirely like. I knew, but I forgot that it was Mark Hamill until mm-hmm. the closing credits. Yeah. I think I did notice the pretty much the entire movie. And it was because I've seen him do, you know, his physical movements on video now mm-hmm. as a voice actor. And so all I could picture was every time the doll talk was him doing like a, like, I don't know, he does this thing. I can't, I'm doing it right now. But with, with his hand, it's almost a with Shatner his hands movement. And it's like a, sh- a shrug. And so I, every time the doll talked, I just pictured him like behind the mic being like. <laughs> like he get all bunched up with yeah, playing yeah. the Joker or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that did kind of distract me in this movie and kept me, like, I kept going back to and thinking about it was Andy's hearing aid. You know, I'm going to interrupt you. Uh-huh. Because throughout the throughout the movie, I'm, in fact, I, there was a point I started referring to it as Chekhov's hearing aid. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is going to be important. They're making such a big issue out of this hearing aid that for sure the hearing aid is going to be what's let, what lets them win in the end. And then it wasn't. And yeah. I'm kind of like, well, I like that they just let this kid be hearing impaired. But on the other hand, it was obtrusive. 
Yeah, that was exactly it. I like that they let him, but at the same time... They kept pointing. They kept, yeah. like, literal, like, shots of it. Mm-hmm. One of the things they open with is, I'm already working doubles to get you a new hearing aid. If that had been the only thing they said, I'd have been, like, a little bit on the nose. You could just have him wearing it throughout the film, mm-hmm. and it would have been fine, but whatever. But they kept literally, like, close up on it. Clo- mm-hmm. uh, Closing in on it. Thank you, yes. Yeah. My guess would be that in the original screenplay, it was Chekhov's hearing aid and that they reworked the third act Mm -hmm. to the point where the hearing aid didn't matter Mm -hmm. anymore, but they couldn't go back and reshoot or rework Mm -hmm. every setup for the hearing aid. That That makes a lot of sense. They may have cut down on it, but they never quite cut it out. It's not the best edited movie in the world. It's not. And I think that's a big bummer because it had some really beautiful shots. And some really awful ones, but keep going. (laughs) Well, there was the, like, a lot of the reveal shots they had were really good. There was one, and I can't remember exactly where it happens in the movie, but there's like, oh, it was the glass door. Like, she put Chucky in that weird cupboard. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Andy way back down the hallway and then the glass door is open and the way that Andy is blurred out and the colors of that shot. And and you can see the broken glass clearly. That was a beautiful shot along with the reveal of not goose. Rooney. Rooney. (laughs) We'll just call him not goose. (laughs) An orange cat, not goose. Uh, The the reveal of Rooney, I appreciate very much that even though they killed the cat, they did it off screen. Yeah. And we don't actually have to see the dead cat. We just see the Resident Evil style blood. We saw the dead cat. You see it, but it's it's not a... It's It's a pretty clear shot. It's a clear shot, but it's not like... Right, right. It wasn't, it wasn't lording over the dead cat the way it lords over people. Yeah. And it was like a pan up kind of thing. Like, here it is, but now look at Chucky. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. Cat, 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 cat. It was like, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I appreciate that as a person that likes animals more than people. Show me the gore on the people. Let the cat go. <laughs> Couple of things on that. Yes, I think there were some very great shots. There was one awful shot that I don't know how it made it into the final film. Uh, Andy's making a sandwich and Chucky is off to the side watching him and it's very clear they... That is a CG fucking doll. That is a CG fucking doll. (laughs) That was Superman 4 level special effects. I was like, no, 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 stop the movie. Do that shot again and we'll start over. (laughs) Yeah, that that was really bad. I was like, you clearly have a practical effect for this doll. Yeah. You clearly do. Like, We've seen it. Why is it not standing there? I didn't notice how Chucky looked in that shot because I was too concerned with Andy showing him how to properly chop, chop things. Chop things. That's more what my concern yeah. was. I think that's where they hoped we would be looking. But also... They didn't when, anticipate me. <laughs> I noticed it too. Yeah, You'd yeah. never anticipate Mac. <laughs> when Andy stabbed that knife into the cutting board, cutting board I was like... You little shit. <laughs> the cutting board's fucked now. Good job, Andy. I know your dad's not around, but these knives are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the cutting board's expensive. Right. The, the second thing about dead animals. What struck me in the end credits is that usually you'll see the uh, Humane Society credit in there saying all animal activity was monitored in this film. No animals were harmed in the making of this movie. In this one, it says several scenes were monitored by... Oh. The Humane Society, 
No animals were harmed in those scenes. I don't like that at all. Oh, no, I'm very I, uncomfortable with I, that. I come to bring you comfort, not not, okay. not discomfort. Because I looked it up. I was like, what the fuck is that about? So I looked at the Humane Society website, and uh, they talked about how, just for budgetary concerns, they did not have Humane Society staff on at all times. But they what they do is they've got a library of every film they've monitored and will tell you exactly how any animal effects were done. And they talk about all the cat stuff. And so the cat was fine. And apparently the other scenes just, they weren't there. They couldn't mm-hmm. say 100%. It wasn't 100% cleared by them. Mm-hmm. But if you're oh, ever, like the scenes where nothing bad is happening, where right. the cat's just chilling? They weren't there day after day after day after day. They were. But the for, ones infect, uh, but yeah. affecting the cat, like, really? Yeah. And so the film gets an acceptable rating from them, whereas a film that had all of its animal activity closely, uh, it, it was like an outstanding rating. Mm-hmm. And you can look up any movie that they've done, and they'll tell you like, oh, well, you know, the dog's upset in this scene, but just because we did that, it was trained to do that, and it, it, it'll unpack everything so you're not wondering what they really did to an animal in a movie. Okay. So, okay. So, so just to make sure I'm getting this yeah. right, basically, they weren't there for the whole movie. Right. And they weren't there for all of the animal scenes. Right. So, like, the scenes where Goose, God damn it. <laughs> Orange cats are just goose to me now. Um, the scenes where Rooney is, like, chilling out on the bed doing cat things. They're not there for that. But they are there for Chucky strangling a cat. I think that's absolutely right. That was my understanding. I'm going to look it up again. Okay. While people talk, and I may interject with more on this issue. No, no, that's yeah. Do that. We don't want a cannibal holocaust thing here. No. Right. So Andy referred to Rooney. Andy Rooney. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Andy referred to Rooney as a dick. And then Andy dropped something and bent down to pick it up. And Rooney scratched him so hard that he drew blood and required a Band-Aid. That cat is a dick. That I'm, cat is a, I have I'm a, not saying he deserves to be strangled no. to death by a puppet. No. But that cat is a dick. That cat would not live in my house. I had a cat like that. Her name was Sarah. She was a Siamese and she was a bitch. Like she was a dick. She was awful. Uh, she, because of her, my sister hates Siamese cats, but she was kind of like that. Things got in her space and they were hers. And if you tried to take them from her, she'd fucking kill you. But you know, sometimes she was still lovable and she was my cat and I loved her anyway. Okay. It really, really, really bothered me though. After she's the cat that I have my pet cemetery story about. Oh, the one that I thought was dead. Mm. The one that broke into your house in the middle of the night. The blood she had, I her. let her in. Oh, okay. <laughs> but she had blood on her and she was She like, had mud on her. Oh, mud. Okay, gotcha. Yes, mud. Yes. Um, oh, but what really bothered me was that Andy comes in, cat's dead. Get rid of the doll at that point. Like, moving <laughs> yeah. over. Yeah, get rid of that doll. Who would keep that doll in their house, even a, even that kid? Okay, so I'm going to tell a Jack story. Okay. <laughs> I hope he listens to this episode. He talks about having seen Child's Play when he was a kid, and when his mom was pregnant, somebody gave her two of those... My buddy? My, like, yeah. those my buddy dolls, a girl and a boy. And so she just had them for his entire life. They were still in their boxes. Like, he wasn't into them. But when he saw Child's Play, he was like, oh, no. (laughs) And he tried to talk to his mom about it. And she was like, I'll just throw them away. He's like, no, mom, you don't understand. You can't just throw them away. It's going to make them angry. (laughs) And she was like, I'll just put them in a closet. He's like, you can't. You can't do anything. We're just dead. (laughs) 
Along the similar lines, I didn't see it as a kid, but I remember at the local video store, there was a large Child's Play poster. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the one Chucky like, ah! Yeah. And, and, uh, and that captured my imagination. But I didn't understand what the movie was. And then I, when you go home, you see the commercials for the, my body and me. I'd like bring my parents in. I'm like, guys, guys, guys. No. That I do not want. I had a I had a Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, and so the idea of a toy that spoke to me was already like in my head by the time I knew about Child's Play. I already thought my toys were alive. Like I already had a lot of anxiety. I I was a fucked up kid. I had a lot of anxiety about like which toy I was going to sleep with at night because like I needed to make sure that they all got equal time so that none of them would come to life and be vengeful. So whenever Child's Play came out, I was just like, yep, you got no new fears for me there. I have a Furby story. This isn't a scary Furby story. It's a funny Furby story. But I got my kid a Furby, and he was not enthralled with it. But, you know, he had it. And they get creepy when their batteries get low. Mm. Well, several months later, we moved, and we had some movers come in to help us. And my kid's room was on the second floor. And basically what they did was they put cardboard on the steps and boxes that weren't fragile. They would just slide down this cardboard on the steps, right? That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So they were getting the stuff out of my kid's room, and this box slid down the <laughs> stairs and went, We all just stopped and stared at this box before one of us finally went, oh, Furby. Cool. That's awesome. I knew that's where that story was going a moment before you said it, and I loved it. HumaneHollywood.org, which is the American Humane Society's cinema-based program that certifies movies that no animals were harmed in making this movie, has this to say about 2019's Child's Play. Throughout the film, the main character has a cat who is seen performing such mild action as sitting, standing, lying, being being held or petted. (laughs) For all of these scenes, trainers used hand signals and verbal commands to cue the mild action which the trained cat was accustomed to performing. The hissing was also a trained behavior. In the scene where a group of teenagers walk down the hallway and talk to the boy and his doll, and the dog jumps and barks at the doll, on cue, the trainers had the dog pull towards some chicken they tossed on the floor. They told the actor to fake as though the dog was pulling him along. Both trainers tossed chicken on the ground. Then one of the trainers cued the dog to, quote, get it, unquote. Due to limited resources, American Humane Society did not monitor some of the cat action. But the Humane Society gave the film an acceptable rating. Not its highest outstanding rating, but except that's a lot of detail. That is, yeah. and it has it for lots of movies. I enjoy that. I'm gonna go look up a dog's life on there. Oh, I don't think you want to. Probably, I haven't seen a dog's life. Wait, isn't that the one where that they all came out? Or no, it's the one a dog's purpose. Never mind. It's the one before that. Apparently, the, that's the one I want to look up. Oh, yeah, I don't watch movies with animals on the covers or in the titles because that movie is about that animal dying. <laughs> I will have them on, like, if I'm at home, like, doing the laundry, thinking, okay, it won't be as bad. It's always as bad. Yeah, no, I just don't. If the animal is the main feature on the cover or the title. Oh, no, it'll be awful. Yeah. Unless it's Beethoven. Horses, (laughs) dogs, cat, none of them. Just look at Pet Cemetery. Spoiler alert, Beethoven, it's never horrible. It's okay. <laughs> well, horrible's a relative. Well, it's never nothing, horrible for the dog. Nothing horrible happens to the animal. I'm not saying the film is great, yeah, but shenanigans involving a St. Bernard. Could be horrible for us, could be horrible for Charles Groden, etc., etc. <laughs> so, why does the doll have fingerprints? 
Wait, what? Did they say it was fingerprints or just like the imprints of a? They said toddler fingerprints. They said they said then that's bullshit. Oh, I thought I I misheard that. I thought they were talking about footprints. I heard. Oh, I, I heard. I thought like because like, they there were. He like said contusions that would be the size of a child's finger. Yeah, he said, "Were there any prints?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "The only fingerprints we found were the size of." Or he was like, "It doesn't make any sense. The only fingerprints we found were the size of a toddler's." And yeah. I was like, "Why does it do-? like?" I just immediately in the theater was like, "A doll doesn't have fingerprints." <laughs> it's part of Chucky's smart features. <laughs> yeah, nothing. It's so you can unlock your cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing about Shane's thing made a lot of sense. Like, why is he taking down Christmas lights <laughs> at night? Why didn't he turn the lights off before he started taking them down? He even says that, though. Like, he does say, I should. I guess I should have unplugged them first. Right, okay. But he also, like, starts in the fucking middle. Yeah, in the <laughs> middle of the night. Yeah, I was just like... Well, okay, so first off, his wife seemed mad at him when they when he drove up. Like, his daughters were, like, waving at him through the window, and his wife kind of had, like, a heavy sigh. Well, if probably I was married to Shane, I would have a heavy sigh as well. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. She probably knows he's fucking around. And I'm he's relieved. Worthless. And he's worthless. <laughs> he is. He is very worthless. You know, maybe it wasn't that she made him... Maybe, like, they got into a fight, I, Maybe, but that's like, not in the movie. That's it's not canon. in the movie. Yeah. It's not in the movie. But my head canon is now going to be what it was: is she knows he was out fucking around. The kids go to bed. She they get into a fight, and she's like, "Why? Like you haven't even taken the Christmas lights down?" And he's like, "Is that an issue? Fine, fuck it. Table flip. I'll go take the goddamn Christmas lights down." And then she's like, "It's the middle of the night." He's like, "No, you want the Christmas lights down? Accepted. Definitely accepted." Okay. I'm pretty sure that scene's on the cutting room floor, but it happened exactly like that. <laughs> I, I give the film no credit for it, but yes, that would be a reasonable explanation. I have a poll. Who felt sorry for Chucky? When he... All the time. Yeah. All the Dude, time. There was a time where I was like, he's sorry for what he did. He's going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he's not sorry for what he did. He's sorry that it didn't turn out the way he wanted it to. He just wanted to be Andy's friend. He just wanted to spend time with Andy and he did not have the tools to do it the right way. He reminded Rooney was a barrier. So he removed the word barrier. Shane was a barrier. So he removed Shane. Well, Shane also super hurt his buddy too. Shane was a fucking dick and deserved it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I felt like, I was like, no, Chucky's being righteous with killing Shane. Yeah. Yeah. And the the creepy janitor. Yeah. Mm. I wasn't sorry about that. I know. Like the only questionable death that they, oh, there were two. Cat. And Cat and the mom. Yeah. Not, not, not Andy's mom. The cop's mom. Yeah. 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 That was a bummer. She was cool. I liked her. I like that she played along with his, like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll open it later. It's fine. No, I did. Some, some wobbly screenwriting sold by above average performances. Yes. The yes. acting was really good yeah. in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's one of the things that made it a lot more fun than it maybe had any right to be. Is like, even like, even the kid actors were really good. Like, mm-hmm. Fallon and Puck. I want to watch Fallon, Puck, and Andy go through the, like, I want a whole movie that is just the Zed Mart scene. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were good, but in a world where we have the It movie, they were okay. They're it's, not as good as the It kids. They're not as good as the It kids. They're not yeah. as good as the Stranger Things kids. Right. That's a fucking high bar. It is. Yeah. No, it is. Is, they are exceptional. Yeah. Because I, I, I even thought, because the same producers did it and Child's Play. It just seems like they went to their runner-ups. 
for the Losers Club and said, okay, you're in Child's Play now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes, because she could have been. She could have been She could have been Beverly. Yeah. She could have yeah. been Beverly. The kid could have been Ben. Yep. Yeah. Puck could have been Ben. Uh, yes. Andy, I, Andy could have been Bill. Um, Bill. Yeah. Oh, I think part of the issue is both of those kids. Like, well, I guess Fallon doesn't necessarily, but Puck looks very modern. Mm-hmm. Like everything mm-hmm. about that kid, like his haircut, everything about the way he acted. I don't, I would not buy him in the eighties. Maybe he's good enough actor to be an eighties. He could be a good. No, he actor. wasn't because he wasn't in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I still thought they were really good. They were enjoyable to yeah. watch. I do sort of wish that this movie had decided a little bit more if it wanted to focus on Andy or on Karen, because I feel like we were too split between the two. And I feel like Andy's story was the more interesting one. I wanted to see more with Andy. I wanted to see more with Puck and Fallon. I think maybe Aubrey Plaza being a name they may have shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like I said, Aubrey Plaza is a fucking delight, and I love her, and I'm never going to be sad about seeing her in anything. But I do feel like the more interesting story was... But then again, like, I guess they don't... It's hard to make a rated R... This was rated R, right? Yeah. It's hard to make a rated R movie focused on... Kids. Kids. It did it. It did it. You're right. Yeah. So it's not um, impossible. <laughs> it is not impossible. It's. I think it's hard to market that movie, too. Like, also, it yeah. is easy to market because it's Stephen King. It's yeah. been in the... It's been in pop culture forever. We all know about it. But so is Child's Play. So is Child's Play. But, but not in the same way. But yeah, not in the same way. And so if you're like, this is a movie about some 13-year-olds doing some shit, a lot of people are going to be like, mm, I think. I could be wrong. I really liked that this movie returned more to... One of the reasons I was not excited about seeing it is that I did not care for the turn in tone that the Child's Play movies took. Despite the way that we were talking, I was not really there for all the crass humor with Tiffany. And I don't know. It just seemed like it was gross out, uh, shock you type humor and stuff that I was like, eh. This is no longer entertaining or interesting to me. So I really appreciate that this movie seemed to return more towards the original Child's Play in terms of humor and content. And I've heard the last two Child's Plays, I haven't watched them, return to that less Tiffany style and more just about Chucky and all of the stuff with Brad Dorff's daughter. Like, I've heard that's what... I haven't even heard that because I like like the level to which Child's Play was on my... I never even saw the trailer for this movie. Oh, okay. Like, I kind of forgot it was coming out. So when when Donna posted her ticket stub, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I should figure this out in the next 12 hours. By the way, I should mention I've never seen a Child's Play movie. This was the first one. I had actually hoped to get through my life without ever seeing one, but then I joined this podcast. Donna, you need to be clear on this. You didn't join this podcast you made this podcast. You this came is, up with it. This is true. You were like, hey, kids, you need to meet my friend Adrian. I have an idea for a podcast. And we met at Ghostbusters. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I was like, can we do Deb? Can we bring Deb along? You're like, yeah, yeah. This was all you. you that's, that's not exactly the way I remember it, but okay. I you, inherited my uncle's cabin and haven't been let out since. <laughs> <laughs> that's canon. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen a Child's Play movie before this. I gotta say, I kind of like, and this is based 
on no evidence because I haven't seen any Paris Play movie before this, but I kind of like the way they brought it into modern times with it being integrated with all the, you know, the speaker and the thermostat and the TV. And I thought that was a, an interesting kind of call out to smart homes. And I agree, except I kept thinking, how are they affording all of that? Like, she stole more of it from Zedmark. She must have because I was like, I'm not like I, we're, I'm in a pretty OK tax bracket. And like my Alexa doesn't turn on my TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have to find the remote for that shit. I don't think that was her first uh, time uh, getting damaged goods from uh, oh boy back there. The trunk. From the I think it was her first time getting it from him. But I think that she's probably done. Yeah. Things like that before. I really liked the conversation that she had with him. That was pure Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's where it felt like, okay, I buy her as this character. Sometimes like, yeah, she's not a traditional mom and that's fine, but I never really bought that that kid was her kid. They don't look a lot alike. They don't look alike. And that's often in movies, but she seemed not that interested in the kid and only was interested when the story required her to be. Right up until the moment that they actually called her his mom, I assumed she was his sister. Like, their parents had died, and she was raising him because she had to. Because they did not have that mother-son vibe. Is it possible that Aubrey Plaza just does not have a maternal quality to her? That's not wrong that she doesn't have it. It Mm -hmm. It's just not her energy. I think it's also possible that maybe that's totally on purpose. Like, this family is fucked from the outset. We don't know what happened with Dad, uh, because that was not a story for that night, and we never got to see another night. <laughs> we just saw the picture. <laughs> we just saw the picture. So we don't know what happened with him, just that he's not there. They moved to this new place. <laughs> like, I think that she is intentionally bad, because they are in a... She works at Zed Mart. I've worked retail. It doesn't pay her a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they're in this shitty apartment building. It is not good. Like, mm-hmm. the paint is chipped. Yeah. It's real dodgy. I bet the hallways smell like pee. She's telling the kid to go out and play. Exactly. She's like, look, there's two kids standing out in the rain in this dodgy neighborhood. Go play with them. And I'm like... It looked like they were making a drug deal. Yeah, Yeah, I'm like, like, here those are drug dealers. Yeah, like, but they seemed in a transaction of some kind. It was not like, oh, youths on the street, drugs. (laughs) Yeah. No, they were like under the street light, talking. It looked like, like, and, and she's like, go play with them. And I'm like... In my neighborhood, which is pretty okay, I would never tell my daughter, there's some kids in the rain, go out there and talk to them. (laughs) She is, I think that she is legitimately, like, this character is just a bad mother. And it's bad to go to that place, like, you don't want to judge people who are doing the best they can, but Aubrey Plaza has that sort of sketchiness negative energy to her that like oh you're not here uh, under your own she's not she yeah. says to that one guy i had a very productive 16th birthday right. party yeah like i do not think that she's like dad was the main parent in this oh yeah that could be and and she and now she is having to do it by herself and she's kind of like oh fuck i don't know how to do any of this which is like weird counter to Catherine hicks who played the role in the original she can't not be maternal. Like, yeah, at, she was a... At, at, yeah, as the love interest in Star Trek Four. she had a maternal quality. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was just preparing for all her damn kids on 7th Heaven. That's Hannah. true, because she knew she was going to have to raise them on her own, because that dad was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> 
wrong, Matt. She actually went on the record and said, like, yeah, she, yeah, she'd be into a reboot of Seven Heaven as long as she's a single mother in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the whole point of that show that she was married to a pastor? Yeah, but then that guy turned out to be a fucking pedophile? Mega skis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to ask who makes a thermostat that goes up to 150 degrees. Castling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Donna, don't ask me these type of questions because you know the kind of answer I'm going to give you. But he was holding onto a pipe, and I got the impression that it's not supposed to be 125 degrees in the room, but that that pipe is 125 degrees. Yes, that was my understanding. Still un- Oh, it topped out at 147. Yeah, still unclear on why that would be the temperature that that thing is measuring. Maybe it's a water pipe. The Caslin Tech has safety protocols, and... Since Chucky's are removed, he can remove the others. That's what I was going to say. I mean, that would tend to follow. Why was he named Chucky? He chose his name, but he it, did. Was, it was just yeah. like, well, where did you even get that name if you have just imprinted? Like, See, yeah, like, in the original Child's Play, it makes sense. Soul of a serial killer, blah, 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 whatever. The serial killer's name was Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. there's no... Other than it's the property and that's what it has to have. I mean, it sounds like it almost looked like a glitch, like he just started to say something else and stuttered over it, but even then, the setup to that isn't there. Because, yeah, the kid said, your name is Han Solo, Mm -hmm. and he said, did you say Chucky? Yeah. And, I I mean, I love the Star Wars reference. God knows I love a good Star Wars reference, but if he had said something that sounded even remotely... Yes, if he had said Chewbacca, Mm -hmm. and the kid, and the the doll said, did you say Chucky? Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. That would have worked. Yeah. Didn't happen. No. Yeah, I just, I like, I spent a, a large portion of this movie, almost every time somebody said his name, going, but why? <laughs> <laughs> the reason I said I was meh earlier was because I spent a good part of the climactic scene of the movie planning my financial future. What? <laughs> I was thinking about my financial future during the climactic scene of this movie. I was feeling like they were not showing me the parts of this climax that I wanted to see. This mm-hmm. goes into my, I wanted to see more Puck and Fallon. Fallon shows up and she has got her shit together. Where the fuck did she even get that cleaver? It's, it's Walmart. Yeah. They have rifles, Donna. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have giant cleavers. They have they have a gardening section. I don't ask where Fallon got her material. They have I'm a sh- just there for it. It, it feels like the movie and stuff. pretty thoroughly chopped before it showed up. Okay. I feel like this, yeah. this particularly the end yeah. parts were very much. But, like, she shows up and she's, like, she's ash. Like, she has been fighting zombies for the last seven years. And I love it when she, like breaks the handcuffs and he's like I'm following her mm-hmm. but I, I like I wanted to see more of that and less of people screaming also I got the impression that Chucky unlocked all of the other dolls that were there mm-hmm. but we we never I like I felt like when that happened when we saw that bear's eyes go red I was like oh yeah we're gonna get a doll apocalypse it's gonna be great and we didn't I don't know that bear killed a guy that bear did kill a guy I thought Bear was cute. They that Bear really, was adorable. They really should have started with the bear. In a creepy way. Yeah. But I, lo- I loved when it peeked out around the shelf. It was so cute. Was like, oh, I just want to hug you, you little murderous furry thing. Speaking of creepy. So I feel about those cats. <laughs> <laughs> it bothered me that, you know, again, they brought it into the modern age and it's like so technologically advanced. 
And yet this company could not afford to get a good looking exterior. Like to me, it was distracting because it was an over the top. Have you ever seen the Emma Watson Bell Barbie doll? Oh God, it's awful. It's horrifying. It's like... She's she's hydrocephalic for one thing. She's got the... Yeah. Kind of like a brat cell? Yeah. No, like Brainiac. Oh. <laughs> like, her head is fucking weird, and her nose is, like, 40% of it. I'm imagining mom from Futurama. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Okay, yeah. so, but, like, there are dolls out there today coming from big corporations that definitely have the money to do better, mm-hmm. and you still somehow end up with the Emma Watson Bell doll. True. But, like, it took me out the way the Annabelle doll took me out, like... It was just, it was over the top to me. That I agree. I was just like, ugh. every time I saw it, I was, I like recoiled. I particularly in the scene where Andy's like, no, you're still cute. Cause I'm like, it's not, <laughs> it didn't start cute and it hasn't gotten any cuter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was particularly like the, uh, the bags under the doll's eyes, I think were a big part of that. And it's mm-hmm. like, that was a choice. You could just not, not mold that. But then again, we still end up with the Emma Watson bell doll. A hell beast from a dimension that shall not be named. <laughs> Disney. Mattel. <laughs> I will name them. Adrian will speak the forbidden name. <laughs> I'm not scared. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite scenes with Aubrey was when the first guy wanted to return his doll. And he was like, this doll is ginger. And she was like, I don't think oh, you, you couldn't it. tell from the secret <laughs> window that this doll was ginger and how it says it on, the, you know, or whatever. And I was just like, she says, she is saying what every retail worker has wanted to say at some point. Well, and I love too, like he came in and he was rude and she was like, no. And then you've got the other lady who comes in and was like, I don't know. I think like, who was nice to her. And she's like, yeah. Here's your money back. And I'm like, that is it right there. Like, mm-hmm. you come in and you're rude to me and I will do the bare fucking minimum that I that I have to do. Mm-hmm. But, but if you come in and you're nice... They're frustrated. They're frustrated. That makes it okay. Makes it okay. Yeah. Uh, but if you come in and you're nice to me, I will fucking, like, go out of my way to make sure that you get what you need. So did anyone else enjoy the, some of Chucky's little nods to Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I particularly enjoyed those. That was another way, re, another time when I felt really bad for him was when they were watching that movie. Yeah, for sure. He was learning. He was, he was learning, yeah. and he's watching them laugh, and so he's like, "I thought it would make you happy." Like, because yeah. they're enjoying this. Yeah. So this is yeah. Because he's been trying so hard to make Andy happy, and Andy is clearly suffering from, from like depression. And, and Chucky's just like, this is what made him laugh. I'm going to make him laugh. And, like, I wasn't totally, like, like I think I spent a, a lot of this movie kind of on Chucky's side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course he's going to get mad. You locked him in a fucking closet. He's got self-awareness. You can't lock him in a fucking closet, dudes. Is he really depressed or is he just Aubrey Plaza's kid? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I think this is a point where actually it would have done the movie. Like, I don't always like a lot of backstory, but I think this is a moment where backstory would have been good. I mean, I guess we can assume the dad is dead. But then. I had not thought that at all, but go. Yeah, okay. I didn't, only because he's like, everybody leaves. 
Oh. Yeah, that's the only it, reason why yeah. I never. I think it could go either way because, like, sometimes for some people, when somebody dies, part of the grieving process is to be mad at them for leaving. Yeah. yeah um, and so I was like, well, he could be dead, but I went ahead and went with he just left. Right. You know, he died in the original movie. Did he? Um, well, then, in, yeah. In the yeah. original movie, Karen was widowed. Okay. Yeah. Chris so Sarandon I, was there though. It was fine. Man, Chris Sarandon. <laughs> Yay! I'm glad. Like, don't trust him. But it's cool to let him come around and like be looked at. Come around, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, she was laughing, and I, it was already there. <laughs> this is the middle school edition of Y'all Happen to Know We were talking about Chris Sarandon. Everybody was thinking it. Don't lie. <laughs> I'm not. I know you're. You're absolutely right. If you're enjoying this episode, might I suggest Terminator and Ginger Snaps? <laughs> is now broken. So, um, what else do we have to talk about? Going back to Shane's death scene, he deserved what he got because he did not think to roll to the side out of the way of the tiller. Just, yeah. Just roll to the side. Like. That is Shane's entire character <laughs> arc. Every moment, Shane is like, hmm, what's the worst decision I could make here? Shove my girlfriend's kid. That, yes. I'm going to go shove my girlfriend's hard-of-hearing child and then scream at him. This is a good choice. I've been offered fresh-baked cookies by my girlfriend. I'm going to say, nah. By my side piece. By my, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. My, my mistresses. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, nah, and go have another one of her fucking beers. And because just I'm a piece incidentally, of shit. I'm, I'm about to be gendered here, but uh, I just don't believe there's there's a man alive who would not eat a fresh-baked cookie. I don't trust anybody that would not eat a fresh-baked cookie. Yeah. Gender aside, if I'm like, I fresh-baked this cookie and you don't obviously see, like, toenails or blood on this cookie and you don't eat it... <laughs> I'm I sorry, I just you're... came up with a cookie for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> toenails and blood? Toenails and blood, go ahead. <laughs> um, I just think that you are... Uh, at the very least, you need help. You're, you're right. I did not need to gender that any person who would not eat at least one fresh baked cookie or take a bite is not to be trusted i could see taking a bite and being like oh no this has nuts in it or oh actually you confuse sugar for salts oh yeah um yeah yeah but but you take a fucking bite of the cookie man no he's a dick and then like also during that scene chucky was doing the whole like i'm over here i'm over here i'm over here and i'm like he's not the flash like (laughs) he's not the flash and they clearly make it known that he makes a Yeah, sound when he moves. But he also tapped into the house of speakers and could sound as if he was coming from other places. Fair. Yes, but this was outdoors. Oh, that was outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. With drama. But what if. Movie's crap. They were outdoor Bluetooth Caslin speakers. That's what I was going to say. Is Shane a big enough? He was in the garden and it was coming. The Bluetooth speakers around a garden. Yeah. That sounds like something Shane would do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if I would be out here in this fucking garden, I wouldn't hear. My uh, ex-stepdad, who was very Shane-like, put up this incredible sound system in the garage. For all I can tell, so that in the summer, he could go out in the garage, pop the hood on his car, and fuck around and do nothing with the car. Just, like, be out there picking up tools and shining them with his car hood open, blasting fucking classic rock Mm -hmm. for the whole neighborhood to hear, I'm working on my I'm working on my eclipse over here. You guys, I got an eclipse. It's red. See it? See my car? It's cool. I got all these tools. 
And his big speakers. But not their own buddy. Yeah. Why didn't they have their own buddy? They were holding out for the bear. Yeah. They were, they were waiting for the buddy. They didn't, they're not the family that got the one and then is going to go get the two when it comes out. That mom looked kind of Mormon. I don't know. <laughs> but they're not totally anti-technology because both those girls had their own tablets yeah. and their own headphones. That's true. They went out of their way to show us that shot. It wasn't like he was going back to the Amish farm yeah. for his watermelon and death. Yeah, can you talk about, like, <laughs> Shane's house, like, Shane's life doesn't make sense to me. No, not even a little bit. Because, like, he's got a watermelon. Who's tending the garden? Because it's not fucking him. And it took me forever to figure out what those were. Like, what are those fucking pods? <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. I was like, are they pumpkins? Is there a horror Summer movie pumpkins. within a horror movie? Yeah. Summer, pumpkins. Summer pumpkins. And then he's at Karen's house so much. She's laying on him asleep while they're watching some bullshit on TV. He's feeling her right in front of the door when the kid's about to come home. From school. Yeah. So that's like, what, three, four o'clock in the afternoon? What is his job? I wonder if he's, based on his truck, like a contractor of some type that makes his own hours. Okay, so he makes his own hours, which means that every time he's there with Karen, he's not not getting paid. Then maybe that's why she was pissed off when he got home. He's Um, a not successful contractor. Now meth cook. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like, and then he goes home and he's got a really nice house. They seem to go out of their way to make it look big and, and kind of richy, but it's also a farm. But there's also Christmas lights. And like, I just don't understand. Where, how does he have the time? And what is his job? Why the Christmas light? What time of year is it? Watermelons. When do watermelons grow? Summer. 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 But High all, summer. But they're all wearing hoodies. And the Christmas lights are still up. Okay, now... I mean, some people, One yes. time, yeah. I had my Christmas tree until April, so I'm not going to judge too hard on the Christmas lights. Did you turn the lights on into April? April? No. There you go. I had undecorated it. It was just still sitting in the living room sure. because we missed the big Christmas tree thing, mm. and then the trash wouldn't pick it up unless you cut it into foot-long pieces, and so it was just, it was just there for a thousand years because... I was like, this is easier than cutting it. Maybe I'll just wait until December and we won't have to buy a new one. (laughs) But then I was like, I don't know, maybe my house shouldn't burn down because of a Christmas tree. Anyway, everybody was dressed like it was early spring or fall. Even Karen, sex pot mom, is like wearing long sleeves and she is fairly covered while being sexy. And her essence, though, is she's pretty much in autumn. Like, I, I don't see a lot of summer coming from Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> true, true. It is perpetually autumn around Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. She just brought autumn with her. Yeah. That's just the kind of energy she brings. Like, but what about, we got watermelons. Nope. Summer pumpkins. Yeah, I think, I think I feel like Mac does about this movie a lot. There are a lot of moments that are really, really good. And I think there's enough of them to make the movie a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Then there are things like the fucking fingerprints. Why is he named Chucky? <laughs> and these these are things that are just really, really bothering me. The shot of Andy making the sandwich. I'm just like, no. Oh, that was so CG. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, did you guys shoot this? Was the, I figured it out. That was originally an establishing shot of the family. Sure. Chucky wasn't even there. This shot was supposed to go in the movie before Chucky existed. And then in the editing, they're like, oh, we got this idea, so let's just insert Chucky into this. It was a bad call. It was a bad call. Yeah, yeah. Further explanation only damns them further. (laughs) 
Bear McCrary did the music. I noticed Which that. explains why the music was so good. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, nice. I didn't realize it until until I saw his name, and then I was like, yes. I saw his name, and I was like, that explains it. One addition on Orion, if you go to the end of the movie, United Artists also is a production huh. company in this movie, which you don't see on movies No. So... This was the uh, the movie of the living dead movie, movie companies. Well, when they when I saw that Orion yeah. splash, I was like, "That looks old." Yeah, and I, it hadn't occurred to me that it had been a long time since I saw it. I just assumed that it would look different now. So I was like, "Did they just bring back bring it back?" For Chucky? It. Not for Chucky, but for, for not for Chucky. Yeah, I just ugh. I'm with you. All right. So Mac. Yes. You have our rule. Yes. Treat skilled and unskilled workers with dignity and respect. That would have solved everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My Debbie. Except the janitor. The janitor is still a problem. Nobody. Well, we the didn't jan- see anybody mistreating him, but he was still creepy. It would be a different movie, though. It would be a different movie. The, uh, whenever Karen comes home, the janitor is like replacing the surveillance. Oh my mm-hmm. god! The oh, he's not replacing it. He's taking the innards out to put somewhere else. Anyway, she sees the janitor doing something. Or the, I guess he's not the janitor. He's the maintenance, maintenance dude. dude. The super or something. Super, yeah, the super. He's kind of awkward and weird, but at that point, we don't have any reason to not like him. But she is already immediately kind of shitty to him. Mm-hmm. And at that point in the movie, I was like, well, that seemed mean. And she was standoffish. She wasn't. He wouldn't stop staring at her. Yeah. Well, I feel that in my soul, though, because, like, sometimes there's this moment where it's like, okay, we're close enough that an acknowledgement is necessary. And, like, if you're in this apartment building and I'm in this apartment building, maybe we should have a conversation or maybe we shouldn't have a conversation. I don't know. Is a conversation needed here? Should I say something? She's not saying anything. Do I say something? Who's supposed to talk first? Are we supposed to talk at all? I don't know. Okay, she's getting in the elevator. Maybe I should just go. Oh, Jesus Christ, have I been staring at her this whole goddamn time. So, like... I feel that guy <laughs> in that moment. But that moment's not what we think that moment is. It's true. Yeah. Later on, it turns out that she's absolutely in the right. But she, like, she's not just standoffish, though. She gets into the elevator, and she pushes the button, and then she pushes right. the button. She is not just, I don't want to talk to you. She is, I don't want to talk to you, and I'm making it clear that I don't want to talk to you. I'm insultingly pushing this. But she's as close to neutral as Aubrey Plaza is going to get. <laughs> Even in this movie, as Karen, Karen is not squeamish about being mean to somebody, i.e. the dick with the first buddy doll. Sure. So I think she was just like, no, just not going to talk to him. He has a vibe that I'm not liking and just want to let him know that I'm not interested. That's fair. In other news, I've just now realized I want an Aubrey Plaza, Natasha Leone team-up movie. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Chant it with me. Yes. 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 I mean, I feel weird chanting it because it was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, yes, the Vietnamese worker not being disgruntled would have spared the super that particular fate, but his setup was pretty elaborate, and it was going to get caught soon. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so uh, he would have come to a bad end one way or another. Do you think Shane might have gotten away with everything? Uh, Shane probably would have. Shane, yeah. Shane yeah. would have. Fucking dick. Do you think that the uh, guy would have killed himself? Who? The Vietnamese worker. He jumped off the building afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think he did that because he realized what he'd done with the doll? No, I think he did it because he got fired. Yeah. And he was going to be sent back to the streets where he was found, mm-hmm. and that was not a... Death was a better fate than that. 
All right, my Debbie, yeah. you have a quote. I'm trying to remember how it was delivered in the movie, and I'm probably going to get it wrong, but I'll just go, you hobbit motherfucker. <laughs> it was good. It was, it was good. good. It was good. Solid. There are a lot of good quotes. Uh, yeah. We, we, she was the other questionable death besides the cat. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. else was justified, but the cop's mom and the cat were a bummer. And the cop seemed like he was pretty dead, but then wasn't dead in that sort of classic diehard fashion. Yeah. yeah. Which he I seemed was, very clearly dead. Yeah. And then he was just like, nope. Tis but a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't kill, like, the black dude. I am, too. But it seems like they did and then decided to change it at the last minute, which uh, doesn't sound great. I don't know that that's what happened. I think they realized that for the climax they wanted, they had to get rid of everybody but Andy and Karen. And so they needed to incapacitate him in some way, but there's no real way to do that. They, they shot that incapacitation wrong. Yeah. They, they, yeah. He they clearly, killed him. Quote, unquote, it, yeah. at the very least, passed out from loss of blood. because he was, And you don't remember from that. Just a good movie-style thwack on the head. Yeah. Would have at least been better than yeah. I'm bleeding from the center of me. Yeah. <laughs> Run. <laughs> when that happened, Debbie was like, oh. and I was like, oh, my God. oh, that was what that note was for. I wrote, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know. He, he was the singer who did the voice for uh, Jeff Davis in Spider Verse. Oh, okay. Yeah, the I need to hear you say I love you. Man. <laughs> He's so good. I yeah. love him. That's a copy. My daughter quotes that all the time now. Every time, like, I'll, I'll go, I love you, baby. And she goes, what? Mm-hmm. And I go, I love you. And she goes, what? <laughs> and I go, I love you. And she goes, that's a copy. <laughs> <laughs> the other death I watched, uh, your reaction to was when the guy was in the buddy suit and he got stabbed. Uh, that was pretty gnarly. That <laughs> was, I like that. that like, was, Billy and I both knew it was coming and we look at each other like, Woo, what would he even do? I don't even remember. Just <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have been one beat better if we hadn't seen that he was going to get stabbed yeah. in the papier mache head. Well, um, I think I, I and think he just what, takes the mask off and he's like, Rah! yeah, yeah. <laughs> what ran through my head? So he put the gigantic head on, and then they sh- he walks off and they show Chucky with his knife, and then the shot is from inside the head, and he gets stabbed, and I'm like, wait, is Chucky in the head now? Like, I was like, what, what just happened? Like Max said, I kind of wish that he had just stumbled onto stage Mm -hmm. and then we got to be in the same headspace as that little girl yeah Yeah. Yeah. that was good yeah yeah i should be editing movies you know a good start would be owning movie theater actually it'd be a really bad start to making movies (laughs) that would be white flag never gonna make another one (laughs) you bring me your movies and we'll see what we can do Uh uh-huh but like the definition of an editor is like bring me your films and i will fix them you could just edit them You'll have the old school projector and you'll just be like, oh, no, that's no good. That's <laughs> true. I'll edit in before you, you get to see them in my theater. Oh, no, this will not do at all. I screened it and I, I cut Child's Play down by about 10 minutes and that's like a fucking knife. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mac, you have our poll question. Are all of the buddies self-aware but behave because of their program limitations? Or did the removal of limitations for Chucky lead to his self-awareness? I vote for B. You think so? I do. I think the removal of the limitations gave Chucky a greater range of choices in behavior, and that gave him the ability to 
That implies that the other buddies would have predilections to make choices, but cannot because of external. They do make choices because it says in the commercial they have that adaptive learning thing. Right, which is why I'm tending toward the the first option. (laughs) I forgot to. I love the scene. I love that in the commercial they're like, blah blah blah. You forgot your science book, and then they have the scene with Andy going to school and Chucky being like, Andy, you forgot your science book, and he's like, Chucky. This isn't a book. And then, like, there's a beat, like, the perfect, in my opinion, perfect comedic timing beat. None of these are books. And then he walks away in the camera pans, and there's, like, a fucking cactus and, like, a shoe. And and I'm like, how... How long has Chucky just been handy? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get one of them right. <laughs> just just like, I picture book. Andy like getting his jacket and putting on his shoes, and Chucky just constantly like, "Here, did you forgot your science book?" And, and and Andy just being like, "No," and putting it down, and Chucky walking away, and then coming back, "You forgot your science book." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm leaning towards B because of the adaptive learning. And because that's the thing that I really, I did really like about this film, is that it really does say that. Did you say option two or option one? Two. Two. B. Yeah. Two. I think we're all agreeing then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Never mind. That's just saying your your word choice matters. Mm -hmm. How you say things matters. Mm -hmm. And I really, I like that. The script overall for this movie, I don't think was great. Mm -hmm. But like like what you just said, the word choice a lot of times really, really does matter. The way that Chucky and Andy say things to each other. Mm-hmm. I think it's difficult. Like I think that it's a, it's a lot what Donna said. The choices. I think that other buddy dolls would hit an, a wall in the adaptive learning. My, th- this person is not happy. Do I, you know, and then you've got the dialogue tree of play a game, sing a song, blah, 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 blah. Murder a cat. Murder a cat. Kill a cat. But like, but because of where they are, their option tree, you know, just is this big. Whereas Chucky's becomes infinitely bigger to the point that he had. Like, I think the no safeties thing is probably what does it. Because having all these choices, you can only have all of these choices. By taking the safeties off. Mm. I wonder. Because that's essentially what people are. Or there's a race of buddy dolls that have agency within them but are limited by their programming. I still want to know what happened with the other dolls in that store. Well, Chucky went yeah, into the crowd. And I'm like, at that point, he can access anybody anytime he wants. Well, they and have just the, kind of float through there, so he'll he'll be back. They have the last scene where the doll... Yeah, gets the red eye. Where the, yeah, the doll on the shelf... The new Buddy 2 doll on the shelf hits the red eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. Why would you put red LEDs in that doll? I imagine that it is actually there to make other colors. Mm-hmm. That the blue that they get is not... It's not just blue LEDs. It's a mix of other color LEDs to make the blue hmm. and that perhaps you can use that as a diagnostic feature. Oh, right. Like right. red as error. Like the yeah. Xbox. Red yeah, ring the red ring of death. death. Red ring of death. Yeah. It, like it's not meant to denote evil. It's meant to denote I'm broken. Yeah. Which, you know, it does denote. Oh my. Okay. So also I want to say, real. I'm sorry. That scene where, where Chucky is on top of Andy at the end and says, I was broken before. And I couldn't make you happy. Maybe you're broken too. 
I don't know. I really like that was a moment where I was just like I felt for both of them mm-hmm. so much. That I, exchange was kind of your aesthetic, though. That, that exchange was exactly <laughs> my aesthetic. That was one hundred percent my aesthetic. I I love that they they wrote that scene for me. <laughs> They're like, we got you, Adrian. They do. They they just like, here you go. They they had me. I was like, yeah, no. Let's open you up and see what we got going on inside. They had me with the gore. I'll just tell you right now. It's like, yeah, I'm here for this. I I was just I was really surprised at how much I did feel for Chucky in this. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was he he was to me a a very sympathetic character. Even even after he turned evil, because he's still. Just trying to find a way to to make Andy happy. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's evil in almost Hal nine thousand ways. Yes, yeah. trying to reckon with his directives and yeah. Can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that both Toy Story and Child's Play have a lead character named Andy whose toys come to life? Oh, yeah, interesting. I feel like I cannot possibly be the first person to notice that parallel. Well, when I said but I, that's... I went walked into Toy Story four, yeah. thinking yeah, yeah. No, I just I just realized that's fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the posters that they did to promote Child's Play that were like awful takes on the Toy Story posters? I no. saw nothing for Child. Like, oh, okay, I forgot this movie was coming out. <laughs> you need to search them because they're fantastic. There's a Woody, there's a Buzz, there's a Rex, and there's a Slinky Dog, and they are fantastic. That's awesome. Okay. I do want to say one more thing that I did not like about this movie. Okay. When the cop guy goes, ah, millennials. And I wanted to be like, those are not millennials, you motherfucker. Right. (laughs) That was a done whistle note. Yeah. I I think he needs to be angry at the young people. They're not millennials. Like, (laughs) the people at this table are millennials. We have debt and mortgages and children, and, and we are millennials. Children are not millennials, you motherfucker. That's all. I'm Gen X. I feel like I'm an honorary millennial. My mom feels the same way. Yeah. She, she's like, I'm Gen X. We've got the technology, but I care about things more than they do. <laughs> yes. Same. Same. All right, Kenzie, take us out of here. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, do appreciate your support. Uh, you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Beyond Cabin. Instagram and Facebook is Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. And, of course, we do have a web page called beyondthecabininthewoods.com. If you do want to see how we come up with our rural polling quote, uh, we do have a Patreon, which is under Beyond the Cabin. Also, there's a cute dog on there. Mm, Let me rephrase. There's an awesome dog on there in our videos many, many times. Her (laughs) name is Pig, and she's wonderful. So if if we're not enough of a draw for you, you can find her on Instagram at Pig with the Pug. I didn't see those. Those are great. Yeah, I'm a... She's sending the Child's Play posters. Oh, yeah. Story theme. And we are part of the Gumby Cat Network, so definitely go check them out. They uh, have a lot of great content out there, okay? Thanks. Bye-bye. And don't read the Latin. You know what horror is? Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people.